0: This is Dr. Rosie Kuhn, and this podcast series is called Aging Like a Guru, who me? So it's a rainy day here on Orcas, so if you're hearing the bitter patter of rain on my roof, that's what you're hearing is the bitter patter of little little raindrops on my roof. Yesterday I was writing something for a retreat that I'm going to be putting together sometime this year, and uh, here's what I wrote. The fabric of my spirit enfolds me in the sanctity of light as my physical body becomes unraveled, threadbare, and worn beyond recognition. This faded tapestry no longer reflects the identity of hope, rooted in fear of a less-than-perfect outcome to all my efforts. What remains is only the ever-present beauty and radiance of me. For me, M.E. stands for Miraculous Existence. So today, as I was kind of thinking about that process, I started to imagine myself living without hope. In a sense, I started noticing the degree to which what I do and how I be in the world is based on hoping for a particular outcome. And um, mostly those identities that were based in hope didn't actually prove to be worthy, though it would, it's basically what our consensus view of reality suggests is what we're supposed to be doing. I grew up in a family, a large family in Detroit, and uh, we were Catholic, and my dad was a doctor, and we belonged to the country club, and I was like this really beautiful young girl, and um, all of that presented me with certain aspects of reality that had me decide how to train myself to be in hopes of being appropriate, uh, accepted, loved, loved, worthy, appreciated, all of those things. Uh, It's funny because each one of my brothers and sisters, there was um, nine of us, each of us had a different (laughs) way of deciding how to be. One was really funny. One was really athletic. Um, All of us had a different way. I chose to sort of be kind and caring and focus on what other people needed so that I could be loved that way. So that's what I tried to do. I tried to be beautiful. I tried to be a lot of things that I necessarily wanted to be, but naturally maybe wasn't. So anyway, I think each of us has that sense of who should we be, and how should we be, in hopes of having having security, stability, protection, um, having a sense of uh, it's that life is good, and I'm going to be okay. So I think most of us grow up in these little bodies, not knowing having a sense of who we are, and very few of us have an opportunity to be seen inside these bodies as someone who is the fullest potential, in a sense, the spirit being inside this human body. Few of us have parents or communities that really uh, acknowledge us for that and we're trained to be what we're supposed to be, not necessarily trained to be ourselves. So at some point, each of us has to see, potentially, who we are and that what we've been doing, living in hope, isn't, isn't working. A client of mine, um, Michael, turned 50 not so long ago, and Michael has been um, uh, in recovery from chemical addictions for a long time. Um, And he's not only chemically addicted to chemicals, but he was addicted to food as well, and that has been sort of his more present um, addiction. But what Michael is actually uh, recovering from is, in a sense, the source of his addictions, is that he was badly treated as a, as a child. He was in a very violent home and a very abusive and neglectful home. That's what he's recovering from. So Michael took on uh, the identity of a tough guy. He was a member of gangs. He hurt people badly. He also did stupid things. <laughs> I laugh because it's like I just can't imagine somebody doing some of the things that he shared he did. And, and he did them, he said, partly these, these, these stupid acts. He's, he did partly because he hoped he would kill himself, um, that the fall from what he was doing would kill him, basically, is what would happen. And he was so drunk and out of it, it just it made perfect sense. Uh, but the other, the other side of that is he did it because he thought perhaps he would get respected and appreciated and he would get a sense of belonging because he was such a tough guy. But it didn't work. So now Michael is, like I said, turned 50. So he's on this side of 50 and this side of aging and having to really acknowledge all the the trappings that he got caught in in terms of who he should be and how he should be in hopes of having the outcome he wanted. Um, And we all do that. You know, we we jump into jobs and careers that we think will give us a stability or give us security or give us a job so that we can pay our rents. But sometimes um, our hopes are dashed. Quite often, there, our hopes are dashed one way or another, and that's certainly true with our identity as we age. Somehow, we take on uh, we take on um, ideas and perspectives that somehow we can um, avoid this aging process. That we can actually avoid having to. Uh, attend, uh, what am am I trying to say? We avoid ourselves, we avoid having to come to grips that we are inside this experience of life that will shift and, you know, life after life. It's like, what do we do? We think when we die, it's like, we're all going to come to that point in life. And we're not trained to be who we are inside this process. And we're not trained to listen to ourselves in this process of of living and growing and changing and evolving. We're not trained for any of that, or very few of us are. So that's part of the intention, obviously, of me providing these podcasts of uh, aging as a guru, aging like a guru, so that we can start to maybe identify with the, the part of us that has the wisdom and the knowing, the part that that lives be, can live beyond hope, so today I, I was um, imagining, like I said myself living not in, in not in hope, just being here now. and what would I do? How will I be if I'm not attaching hope to my outcome? And uh, it's very freeing and liberating and at the same time kind of scary uh, to think about. like and part of it was like, wow, I, I spend a lot of time, a lot of my life has been living in the existence of, of hope of that this is going to happen the way I want it to. And the fact is, it's it's going to happen the way it happens, not the way that I want it to. Just that's the way it is, the same same for you. So if we listen to our inner guru, if we start to be friends with our inner guru, if we start to um, at least in a sense attend to the fact that there's someone in there Besides this part of us that is living in hope, we can start to develop a different perspective. Now, um, a lot of some people who listen to me have this conversation about hope and hopeless. Um, they don't like this conversation. Um, hope is fundamental to our evolution and consciousness. It's 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 fundamental to our sense of of uh, going forward every day, getting up and putting our feet on the ground and moving. Tw- towards something. That hope, that existential hope, we'll say, is so important to who we are. The hope that is the, the, the conflict-making person part of us is the one that says, if I do this, you know, I hope the outcome will be good. And we do a lot of things that are hurtful to ourselves or hurtful to other people, but we have these hopes that, that it isn't going to work. And if we look at our, the identity that we've created for ourselves, if we look at the identity that we've, um, we've mastered in service of hoping that we can um, ignore and avoid or deny who we become in this aging process, well, it's, just not, it's just not working. And that's a, a very scary thing for a lot of people. That's, in a sense, the, the beginning of a, a midlife crisis, a crisis of faith, a crisis of hope. Like, this is hopeless. This doesn't make sense anymore. I'm tapping myself in the head as I'm saying that. It's like, this is crazy. So as we become more clear about that, we can start to empower ourselves to do something different. And in this process, with me in these aging um podcasts just to begin to to question how how am I being here? What's this what's true for me? How much do I live in the truth of my authenticity? How how much of my life do I get to be my real self? I, I love those questions. And, you know, how do I am I the one question is for me was was, am I worthy of my fullest expression? Am I worthy of the the career and the creativity and the expression of love that I that I am in the world and little by little little by little I live into that question and um, with yeah I'm actually really getting happier every day and that's a really cool thing to say as I'm getting older it's like I'm getting happier every day my dad who died when he was 91 he he would say that almost every day that it was just the best day ever. So that's pretty much it for today. I look forward to talking to you soon again. And for now, uh, be well. Bye for now.